0: Broadcasting live from the Zimmer Communications World Headquarters. This is Wake Up Mid Missouri. Get ready, pal. Here's your host, Randy Tobler.
1: Wake up, Mid Missouri ninety three nine. The Eagle nine fifty. KWOs I'm John Marsh. This morning, Randy Tobler, Stephanie Bell, both off. Mike Murphy, ComoBuzz dot com. Producer Hannah Brian Howsworth all along today. As is Callaway County State Representative Jim Schulte. Jim, we had a great time last night, Cole County
2: Lincoln Days, didn't we? Yeah, it was a great turnout. It was good to see everybody and uh, a lot of interesting people. I know. Well, Oh, yeah. I, I want to commend Hannah. Yeah, I mean she was there through the whole thing and then she's the one coming the farthest and making it to work this morning. So kudos to you, Hannah.
3: Well thank you, Jim. But I, I also was uh a little behind this morning. And uh, I think John probably still came in a lot earlier than I did.
1: Uh, so it goes, but I'm a lot closer than you are too. <laughs> too so
3: No, Jim. I know I know uh Randy last night, Jim, did he really come up and ask you about bacon? Yes, he did. Oh, my gosh. Of course, at the governor's prayer breakfast, uh, Houseworth and Randy could not stop talking about the smell of bacon that was, you know, affecting their ability (laughs) to be good broadcasters. (laughs) And State Rep. Schulte apparently saved the day. He swooped in and brought them some bacon.
2: Well you know I would heard them talking about it on my way in when I was driving into the cap or into <laughs> town and and then when I got on the air they kept talking about it and I thought man these guys are having like bacon withdrawal or something I have to help them out
1: so so the, the the retired state command sergeant major from the missouri national guard simply looking after your troops right that's it <laughs> taking care of our people put them in the chow line ahead of you and let them let them go down that road it's a good Jim, man talk, right there talk to us a little bit about uh a bill that was worked on yesterday at the state capitol on the house side that has some real implications a lot bigger than missouri
2: yeah we uh it came out of committee yesterday there were three separate bills that we consolidated into one dealing with uh, illegal immigrants uh, and hopefully it gets through but but what it does is it gives our local law enforcement teeth to do something if, if, if they stop someone for a traffic violation or whatever uh, and then through probable cause it leads to the fact that they're here illegally not people that have Registered and come through the border legitimately. These are people that have illegally crossed into the country. Uh, it it puts them on a uh, felony charge status, so that they can be uh, arrested, charged, and either uh, uh, jailed or, or deported.
1: It, it it the way we understood it from what we heard real early on. It's kind of mirrors some of the things that are in the Texas bill.
2: It is. Uh, Several of our reps went down to Texas last uh, September and spent several days uh, touring the border, talking to Texas legislators, and uh, Texas had this bill, and and so our guys brought them back and and, uh, looked at how they would impact Missouri and and, uh, submitted them for for a uh, review and legislative review and a vote. So it came through committee, uh, Homeland Security Committee Last week, and then again uh, yesterday. So, uh, hopefully, it uh, it gets some traction and helps out.
1: State representative from Callaway County, Jim Schulte, with us this morning on Wake
0: Up Mid Missouri. John, thank you so much, Uh, Representative. We appreciate you tuning in. I know that uh, a lot of issues are going on in the General Assembly. We've had an overnight filibuster that is still going on. Mary Elizabeth Coleman literally was trying to figure out if she could get some new clothes on because she's apparently been in her old clothes all day because and all night because of the uh, filibuster going on on the Senate floor by the Democrats. I want to I want to talk about a topic that came up yesterday. Very important, very little attention until the program yesterday, and it deals with a project that goes right through your district, I-70. $2.8 billion project, Representative, you and I have talked many times about it, that'll start between Kingdom City and Columbia, huge. They're going to start that here in a couple of months, but Taylor Burks, who's running for Congress, pointed out here on this program yesterday that on the service roads between, specifically, Boone and Callaway counties, these roads will go for a couple miles and then run out, literally we saw what happened with the the as he called it a debacle friday night on the interstate people stuck out there what's your take can the can the legislature can congress come up with some money to to basically extend those those service roads that go right through your district because right now they run out
2: right and they some of that's the old highway 40 and and other things that uh when they built the interstate there wasn't funding to continue that uh some of these roads, they run up to a major creek, and then in order to extend them on, you've got to spend a lot of money on bridges and infrastructure that's just not there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there just hasn't been a taste for doing that. Uh, so I I don't know how, as tight as this was, to get it through and get it passed. I don't know how we would uh, come up with even more money because, uh, frankly, the big expense on all these is, is the bridges. Uh repaving a road is not a not a huge deal it's expensive but not not like uh, having to build all the overpasses and and other things to connect it
0: and there are a couple creeks that go right through there
2: right you got cedar creek there and i think that uh, the service road stops at cedar creek that's at the boone callaway line and and there's a couple others i believe too on the on the boone county side that uh i know there's a couple times when i tried to get around to uh, to Hatton or Millersburg, and didn't know my way around, and found out real quick that I wasn't going to get through that way, and had to
4: turn around and go back. Jim, what's the latest on the uh, Grain Belt Express and its impact on Callaway County? I honestly don't know. Uh,
2: there are some bills out there that they're looking at, and I haven't heard an
4: update anytime uh, recently about that. So it's a couple years out. Uh, and, and and then it just disappears I, I I'm wondering where it's held up at
2: yeah there's well there's a lot of resistance from uh, area farmers up in that region there's uh, there's a huge question about whether or not they can uh, they can uh, use eminent domain to take property uh, the uh, Farm Bureau and, and the Cattlemen's Association and a few other associations are pushing back against it. So uh we'll see. Okay. I, I think maybe they're just keeping laying low right now and and biding their time to see if they can find
4: a new opening to approach. Does does its arrival does it dovetail or uh, intersect with the wind farms issue in Callaway County, or is it two totally separate things?
2: I think they're all connected ultimately. The uh you know the movement for green energy and the things that they're trying to do or they've got huge federal backing and federal funding which is why they even exist Uh, if it wasn't for federal money uh, none of these projects would get off the ground
1: i know jim you've told us when we've talked to you before about some of those solar farms and alternative energy operations especially in in callaway county there's even folks on both sides there's a couple of schools of thought there's people out there saying you know we don't want this stuff it'll ruin the quality of our, our rural life and then others say man this is this is something i could set my kids up for life with
2: well and that's that's true the uh and i, I don't call them solar farms because they're not farms they're a commercial enterprise that generates electricity uh, they're just going on to farmland they're they're trying to call them farms so that they can keep the tax base at an agricultural level, and uh, we're we're uh, fighting hard not to let that happen uh, because so many other things happen when you when you do that. Uh, you can tax them as agriculture because that's agriculture land, but but what we people aren't thinking about is how much revenue you lose through the crops, the fertilizer, the seed, the diesel fuel the uh, maintenance of equipment the implement dealers and all those jobs that are connected to that would go away uh and if you dry that up your county loses revenue and now you're affecting fire departments and sheriff's departments and roads and bridges and it 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 just evaporates the uh, revenue stream that keeps all those those functions we expect and i don't like paying taxes but i sure like knowing that there's going to be an ambulance coming when i call one or if I call the fire department, they're going to show up and and fight a fire. So uh, there are just certain things we have to have to uh, to maintain that. And and real quick on the, I'm not an anti-solar person. I, the landowners have a right to do what they want with their own land, and I respect that. Uh, and these people are offering them sweet deals. I mean, uh, several of the farmers in my district are they're in their 70s and they don't have family members to carry on the tradition but they can get a 20 or 30 year lease it's going to pay them two or three times more than they make farming that's a pretty good retirement plan for somebody that's worked all their life and so i i can't uh i can't fault them for that and what they're being offered i my big opposition is that we the rest of us should not be funding that with our tax dollars jim
1: before we let you out of here we heard from uh, house speaker dean plocker last night that. uh... Cole county lincoln days and he was very vehement about you guys are not the sticking point when it comes to initiative petition reform
2: well that's true uh you know we passed it last year out of the house it was our number one priority when we started the session last year and and uh we got it passed and sent to the house and uh are sent to the uh, senate and they camped out on it and then like two weeks before session ended they sent us their modified version we uh we went ahead and approved it and sent it back to them and then uh they filibustered the last two days of the session and and it died there so uh we're back in the same same boat this year and trying to uh get it rolling.
1: What do you think's gonna happen in the in the state house between
2: now and and break well, we have got a lot of bills in the in the house that are moving uh uh, there's over 200 that have been through committees and are getting ready to go to votes and and uh and that number may be even higher now uh there be like committees have been working hard and and uh vetting and approving things to pass uh again the uh it's hard to it's hard to stay tuned with the Senate <laughs> and see what that's going to happen and what it's going to do we're getting a pretty good taste from all the all the filibustering that's gone on since session started, its uh, we'll just have to see how, they, how they've uh, decided to go on with it.
1: Callaway County State Representative Jim Schulte in with us this morning on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Jim, as always, we appreciate it.
2: Thank you. It's good talking to all of you again. Thank you for having me on.
1: S&P 500 taking a little dip. What's up with that? We'll come back and check the markets with the morning bell on Wake Up Mid-Missouri.
0: This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Even we're not sure what's about to happen.
1: Wake Up Mid-Missouri and the morning bell. Stephanie on assignment today. I'm John Marsh along with Mike Murphy, producer Hannah, Brian Howsworth. Checking the uh, markets looks like the S and P 500 futures moved uh, moved a little lower. Market coming off first losing week in more than a month. S and P slid three tenths of a percent. Nasdaq down four tenths, and uh, follows kind of kind of a track along. Last time as a losing week on Wall Street, and uh, Federal Reserve may not begin cutting the interest rates as soon as some folks had hoped had hoped or buy as much as you know some of the market players expected and it was like when we saw the guy the the fed chairman on 60 minutes the other night he said wasn't going to happen in march and now it doesn't look like it's going to happen in may so with your skyrocketing interest rates and all it's it doesn't bode well but we'll see what happens i know capital one financial was talking about uh buying Discover Financial, and that's a...
3: That's a big old deal.
1: That's a real big deal, so we'll see where this all goes. was worth, what, 30-some billion dollars or something like that?
3: Lots of dollars
1: off the race kind of hard for some of us to relate when you start reporting you know well they've got a spare 35 and billion dollars laying around to acquire one of their their competitors but uh gosh i guess that's off to you if you can swing it but uh then we cycle back into the whole discussion about bidenomics and where this is this is all headed from here so there
3: uh, yeah <laughs> Yeah, and you know, the second that gas prices start to come down a little bit, oh, Biden economics are working. Now that uh, prices are going back up, I haven't heard anything.
1: Oh, well, I saw one kind of an item on the on the stock reports, kind of a peripheral thing. the 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 monitor TV I'm looking at here in the control room says Vizio on it, and that's kind of Walmart's house brand and they just announced that they're going to come up with uh, two and a half billion to buy Vizio outright at Walmart. So they beat their, I think they beat their quarterly earnings and some revenue expectations at uh, at Wally World as well. So it's, it's kind of interesting. You know, I, you know, personally, I thought it was a house brand wholly owned and operated, but apparently not.
3: Man, is this just the season of massive business deals? Is that what's Happening,
1: you know, I don't mean, know so much of that. But boy, you talk about anything tech and the electronic side of the industry with the with the CES show and all that stuff that that swings right along. We've seen seen tech, whether it's computer tech or electronics and entertainment tech, really kind of driving the positive signs in the economy.
3: Yeah, and uh, you know, keep an eye on Apple stocks when those fancy goggles. <laughs> That Jennifer brought in, Jennifer Bukowski, uh, that basically turn your surroundings into one giant computer screen.
1: That's uh, right, turn, sends you into the Metaplex.
3: Curious to see how those, you know, sell once they hit the market in a more widespread type of way.
1: Well, again, you know, it's interesting to watch as we've won. You can relate as well as anybody with Apple products about how. When they first come on the market, they're at those hyper-artificially inflated price points, and then as they get into later iterations of them, uh, they come down to something, you know, marginally affordable for the general public. Think back to iPads.
3: Yeah, I mean, those came out when I was a kid, so I kind of remember the release of those, and it's kinda funny too one of the things that were hot when I was growing up was the mini laptops
1: yeah yeah notebook computers they call them
3: yeah they were maybe ten inches or so and now everyone wants bigger and better I think my iPhone is about the size of that little laptop I had as a kid (laughs) Mm
4: carry it around in your pocket
3: yes
1: well you know it is interesting to see where that all goes I don't know. We need to check in with Brian and see if we've got an updated report on the Dems and the latest filibuster at the Missouri State Capitol. So we'll we'll track Brian down come up with that for you when Wake Up Mid-Missouri continues.
0: Their words are their responsibility. What you think, that's on you. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Hey, don't
1: out, yeah. Wake Up Mid-Missouri, 93.9 The Eagle, 950 KWS. I'm John Marsh, Stephanie and Randy off today. Mike Murphy, Comobuzz.com in with us this morning. Mike, uh, referencing the lgbtq vote and the wording of it all last night at the columbia city council meeting what's i guess the over
4: the over picture is what's this mean for the average person in columbia anything it means nothing to anybody that's what uh so brian and i when we opened this morning we were talking about you know there's 100 plus people there, and so few of them, a lot, they talked, and so few of them seem to have any grasp of what the ordinance really was. They're there to, you know, protect their rights and sound off about how they feel about these ordinance or these uh, laws that came out of Jeff City, but it means absolutely nothing to anybody. And what, what's just happening right now is I'm looking at the TV here in, in the, in the studio here, and there's a, a crawler on there that says that this city's six to one vote ensures safeguards for gender care and I, it's like no it, it doesn't it doesn't do anything even close to that the, the the state the General Assembly banned the use of puberty blockers and hormone treatments for treating gender dysphoria issues in Missouri it banned them and absolutely nothing has changed they are still banned there's no practitioner in Columbia or anywhere else in Missouri who would Dare, I wouldn't think it, they would risk losing their license if they provide that health care and it's not city police who would enforce this. It'd be the attorney general or somebody like that. So all the city council did last night was they re- made this big statement in a big production because they were urged to do it. They said they think this is wrong. Uh, they support the LGBT community and thinking this is wrong. And they're going to give it the lowest priority if they're ever called upon to enforce anything. It would be a low priority to them. Well, they're never going to be called upon to enforce anything, for the most part, anyway. So this is just a statement that means absolutely nothing to anybody other than perhaps if you're part of this LGBTQ community and you wanted this statement from your government, you got that. But don't make the mistake, like I think the TV station is making here, that thinks it somehow affects uh, this uh, uh gender affirming care anywhere in Missouri it doesn't it doesn't change anything
1: does does the way the ordinance reads in Kansas City with the uh, with the, the magic word of sanctuary city in
4: it carry any more weight than Columbia's does it might i don't think so uh if if i believe that if it did the attorney general would be in there fixing it he'd sue them Uh, I I think, I I can't say for certain, but I think it's more just like a proclamation of support. And really, that's all this is. Now, it is an ordinance, it's written as an ordinance, and it's voted into the Columbia Code of Ordinances. But nowhere in it does it say it will do anything. And in fact, it goes out of its way to lead in every paragraph saying, as otherwise allowed by law or prohibited by law. It, it, it's messing around zero with any state law, and I and I I'm surprised that people are misunderstanding that because that's very much the entire initiative from the get go, and they have said in their defense on city council over and over again that we're not really impacting any any law or, or changing anything, we're just telling you what we think for what it's worth, uh, and that's really all this is, and I think people who are uh, and I'm we're seeing on our tax returns and some feedback we're getting think it's uh, something different than that and it really just isn't. Uh, These treatments are now or they will be uh, illegal in Missouri and regardless of anything the Columbia City Council
0: did it has absolutely no impact on that state law. That's exactly right Um, John and Mike and Mike Mike said it best it's more symbolic but nonetheless it is important but what I'm really urging the listeners to do um, is take a look, and I'll have an updated story after the 9 o'clock news, but I've, I've, I have I link to the four-page bill, folks. It's not that hard to read, four pages. And, um, Mike, what, what stuck out to me is you had people on both sides last night that were at that podium. They had not read the bill. I know they Correct. hadn't read right. the bill because right. I could tell they didn't know, a couple cases, didn't know what was even in it. Um, so, um, it, you know, what it is, more than anything else, is I think this is the sentence that is the the key even the, and some of them actually said it some of them did read it a lot of them didn't this is the key here john quote the proposal says the City of Columbia quote recognizes the importance of diversity, equity and inclusion when it comes to being a competitive employer, building a strong local economy and enriching the community to be better than the sum of its parts as well as recognizing LGBTQ people have long contributed to the rich history and social fabric of Columbia and this country end of quote. That is straight out of the ordinance that's straight on the bill. Um and we very well, even though this is more symbolic, There, they, you know, the attorney general has told us on the record he's going to, or at least he said that previously, he'll challenge it in court, so maybe he will. But that that's what it is. And it's written, as Mike has mm-hmm. said, to not conflict or break state laws, just to ignore them, worth repeating again, just to ignore them. But nonetheless, that's that is going to that that could be an issue with the ag it makes, well the whole go ahead, the whole John.
1: angle yeah the whole angle that i kind of took away from it and it, it confused the heck out of me but uh, i think the the whole line about the ordinance saying prosecution against anyone providing gender affirming health care is the lowest priority for law enforcement in the city of
4: columbia so that just sort of adds to the okay we're glad you weighed in but right yeah, they have that option. I mean, that's going to, that's really going to, that's what's going to annoy some people the worst is they're making a decision like that. And as we talked about a little earlier, though, uh, first of all, the city is involved like zero in any enforcement of this type of thing. That's right. right. There, there just are. That's a practical reality. But um, it, people make, Local people, local law enforcement people make decisions about what they're going to prioritize all the time. We don't prioritize in Columbia. People have expired plates, right? Uh, So this is just the city council giving instruction to staff. If there is any meat to this at all, other than the proclamations, it's instructions. It's a directive that we're not going to prosecute any of these things. Number one. And number two, if we're forced to somehow by law, it will be the lowest priority among the things as we prioritize what we need to do today. So they're basically, I've used the word, what they're doing. This is a bunch of rhetoric that basically saying we're going to ignore this law, but we're not doing anything anyway. So, you know, they've jumped in and they're in the middle of the debate now, which is you can question the wisdom of doing that or not. But really, they're just pushing back based on some – and obviously, it's important to a bunch of citizens. They all showed up last night, and this is just city council expressing its disapproval with the laws – while doing
0: absolutely nothing about it, and it's fair to say to you that I know people have said you know, this is this should not be a priority. We've had several listeners say that I haven't seen all the texts, but I've heard you guys read them. Again, folks, it's newsworthy when you have people um, that show up and this is their priority. And there were people; there were quite a few opponents as well last night. A lot more supporters of of this from the LGBT community and in Mizzou students. A lot of Mizzou students there as well, but they were literally lined up out the door. Two quick things, Mike and John, that stick out in hand as well to me that, that are important here. Number one, DeCarwin Seawood, the city manager, did not make a recommendation on this. He normally does in his packets, his staff, or he does. They did not. So he really for lack of a better term punted he let the he let the council handle this and this was rewritten this was not the same ordinance that the Missouri Mizzou democratic socialists of america addressed but i also should point out that there was a listener um i, I know she listens to us because i remember her calling her name is bonnie and she's a grandmother here and she testified last night and she flat out told roy lovelady to his face you are supposed to be representing me and basically said, you're not representing me. And she said her grandchildren, this is a direct quote here, are afraid to go to the restroom at school and that no child should have to fear going to the restroom. And she was she she paused for a second, but she was very passionate about what what she said, Tony Heath also spoke. Um, Waterman just doesn't feel uh, the uh, the councilman from the fifth ward. It doesn't feel like it's necessary, but he was really outnumbered on this, and um, and we'll see what happens. And by the way, a lot of the people that want to recall Nick Knoth were on the on the side he voted on last night. I don't know if Mike caught sure. that or not, oh, but, yeah. they, but but he basically said we we got to do this. So just a lot of things at, at play, and again, it could be tied up in court before too long.
4: Yeah i, I kind of doubt it i think it's going to just go away and not be much of anything let's keep in mind that uh it's interesting how you know it fall along some religious lines and, and and the person i heard that exchange with roy lovelady roy lovelady the uh, city council person from the third ward is very much was very much behind pushing this through making it an ordinance if people don't know roy's a uh a prominent member of the of the uh columbia lgbtq mm-hmm. community also a uh a uh, renowned drag performer, uh, he's worn that on his sleeve. Everybody knows he talks about it openly, or it's just it's just out there. And he was a real champion of getting this through, which you know that that's important because that gives council the the real backbone. Not that they needed it to make this happen. So that person was talking. Uh, that person who is lobbying Roy, he, Roy's representing a lot of people who aren't that, per, who don't think like that person who is giving him some grief about the bathrooms
0: there. But I, I'm simply pointing out yeah. she's saying you don't represent me. Correct. She said that. Yeah, I know.
1: HBA Home Show coming up in Jefferson City. We're going to talk with Nick Hoslock about that when we come back on Wake Up Mid Missouri.
0: This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. News, analysis, and opinion. Free of charge from Wake Up Mid-Missouri.
1: Wake Up Mid-Missouri, 93.9 The Eagle, 950 KWS. I'm John Marsh, Stephanie Bell, and Randy Off. Mike Murphy, producer Hannah. Brian Howesworth in with us, doing a little leftovers. And coming up this weekend at the Capitol Mall in Jefferson City, the HBA Home Show. Nick Hoslog from Hoslog Landscaping and
5: Design in with us. Wow, another year. The Home Show is back upon us. Yes, sir. Another one. Uh, this is our 24th home show now. 24. Mm-hmm. And well, it's the I, Capitol I hate, Mall.
3: I hate to be that guy, <laughs> but that's longer than I've been alive, gentlemen. <laughs> That's pretty cool.
1: I think you have a family member with a connection to uh, this company as well, don't you?
3: I do. Maybe a little brother.
1: (laughs) Well, Nick, tell us about the HBA Home Show. First, about the organization, the Home Builders Association here in Mid-Missouri, but uh, especially the Home Show, a way to showcase everything you guys and your colleagues do.
5: Yes, sir. Uh, So the HBA of Central Missouri um, is made up of all uh, local... Uh, builders or just uh remodelers, things like that that serve the central Missouri area. Um the home show is gonna be this weekend out of the Capitol Mall um Friday and Saturday. Uh Friday is from uh noon to six thirty with uh Saturday being ten to five. So um really if anybody has a uh current or future project they're looking to to do or get ideas for, um we're gonna have a really good showing this year. Uh we've actually um, sold up all our vendor spots are gone, so uh, there's more, no more room for anybody to get in there. So uh, besides people to come out, check out, get some ideas, um, we got some really cool things going. So if, like I said, if you've got any any future projects coming up, uh, come out and take a look and get some ideas.
1: Well, it's one of those kind of deals, too, for what we know from talking to you guys in the HBA, whether you're on the landscaping side or you're a contractor mm-hmm. or, heck, a lumberyard or mm-hmm. somebody doing
5: supplies – it was a tough few years there, not that long ago, wasn't it? Correct, correct. Yeah, it was. Um, luckily, a lot of us got through and uh, kept our head down. But uh, you know, it, it was kind of difficult getting the getting uh, a lot of things in on time and stuff like that, and kind of prolonged some projects, delayed things, um, and then just the aspect of getting in homes uh, as well. So, um, but luckily, I think uh, we've gotten past that, and we're we're got a bright future ahead.
1: Well, I know from talking to folks who are in in your line of work, even during the. Uh, the post the tail end of the pandemic and all and the challenges on supply issues i mean mm-hmm. getting parts for your dump truck or your your mowers and all was a real challenge mm-hmm. wasn't
5: it yes it was um and it kind of made things difficult to schedule um stay on track so that's where a lot of the uh, most people you talk to are kind of still backed up from that um with the workload so um Really, it's, it's we do appreciate our being patient with our schedules and timeframes on, on projects as well.
1: Talk to us about some of the things folks will see if they go by the uh, HBA Home Show. There's a lot of hands-on stuff to see mm-hmm. and some really cool new product now, isn't there?
5: Yes, sir. So anything really building or remodel-related, um, whether you're, again, doing a remodel or, or a brand-new build, uh, indoor outdoor, uh, you've got windows, doors, flooring, roofing, siding, um Really, you know, landscaping and various other items you'll need to to pick from for your home.
1: There's some cool prizes again this year. We understand, right?
5: Yes, sir. There's always the raffle <laughs> um, with a, a giveaway prizes every hour. So um, you don't need to be present to win. Just stop by the the HBA booth, pick up some raffle tickets, and uh, drop your name in.
3: So you know, my husband and I were looking to purchase our first home, hopefully this spring or summer, and. I imagine we're going to have some renovation projects when that day finally comes. So basically, I could drag him to the HBA home show, and we could get all sorts of ideas and get all sorts of contacts for when the time comes. Is that what I'm hearing?
5: Of course. Oh, boy. I I need to call him. (laughs) 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 Yep. Drag him out there. Um, Every wing of the the mall is going to be full. A lot of stuff to see. There's going to be a lot of cool displays, a lot of booths, um, and a lot of people to talk to. The way it's
1: gotten so specialized, you think about, you know, contractors would handle your house and all that from the, from the design side all the way out to, you know, custom home or a spec home or whatever. But now even with the outdoor living environments and all that's such a big part of the industry now, isn't
5: it? It is. It is. Um, and we, we did, you know, you spoke of COVID earlier. We kind of noticed an increase and a pickup in those areas. Um, Kind of during that and after the pandemic, whenever people decided they just maybe they did like staying home, <laughs> you know, they, <laughs> they created their own oasis in their own backyard. So um, it, it is uh, becoming a very increasingly popular uh, area to have. Um, that's what we love that because obviously that's what we specialize in. So um, you know everybody wants their own kitchen pool area you know, or patio with a fire pit. You know, just some place to sit and enjoy themselves or with friends and family.
1: Well, and the more that that side of the business grows, it uh, things. Become a little more affordable, and you have a whole lot more choices and materials with, <clears throat> excuse me, stamped concrete and all those kinds of things, as opposed to the real high-dollar things that Correct. were the only option before, right?
5: Correct, yep. There's a various different um, uh, various different products that can meet pretty much any budget.
1: Well, give us uh, particulars, the whens and the wheres, and the best part about it, it is free of charge. Yes, sir, it is.
5: Free admission, uh, again, this Friday and Saturday, the Capitol Mall uh friday is from noon to six thirty, and saturday from 10 to 5
3: i'm bringing uh, the honeydew list
5: that's right <laughs> <laughs> well nick
1: tell them uh tell them we'll tell them to tell you that they they heard it on on the radio stations and uh you can you can hook them up at the hba home show what year is it again
5: it's the 24th of the year of it
1: wow, wow hba home show this friday and saturday at capitol ball in jefferson city nick Hoslog in with us from Hoslog landscaping and design appreciate it uh, thank you well gary nolan is on deck for us and brian is biting at the bit to see what is new <laughs> when it comes to are the democrats done for the day over at the missouri state capitol or the gop jumping in on it Another day, another filibuster. (laughs) We'll keep you posted when we come back. We'll see you tomorrow. Gary Nolan up next.